Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGahee III, Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And this is not going to be a fun podcast. You know, nothing is ever fun after a team loses 59-10. to 10. Um, But Willie Taggart had his weekly press conference today and I wasn't... I wasn't very impressed with what he had to say after that loss. I thought he said the right things on Saturday after the game, but today I I didn't think he did a, a very good job of sending the right message. I'm going to get into that here in a minute. But if this is your first time listening to the Locked on Seminoles podcast and you don't know who I am, like I said, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I started off as an intern on the NoldDigest.com site on the Scout Network, worked my way up to the publisher of that site, and got the job as the beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Football, I cover every time Willie Taggart speaks, every game that's being played, home, away, bowl game, doesn't matter. Uh, Anytime there's media availability for practice or players or coaches, anything at all like that, I'm there. Basketball, I cover every basketball home game as well as any postseason basketball games. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past year. Baseball, I cover every baseball home game as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in Omaha for the College World Series two years ago when Florida State made it out there. And then recruiting, I cover every major and minor recruiting event. Uh, I was... I talked to a number of the recruits that were officially visiting and unofficially visiting this past weekend. And... So I have a pretty good idea of what's going on around the three major sports and recruiting around the Florida State program. So gonna gonna jump right into this. Willie Tiger opened his press conference by saying that you know there were a handful of players that he that quit after the game. He said that there were players quit, and when he went back and watched the film, he said he he again said that there were a handful of players that quit on the team in Florida State's 59 to 10 loss and that they didn't live up to the standard that Florida State should have. And you know that that's good, that's that's the positive. Then he said that they addressed it internally, which is also fine, and then he didn't give any names. Um I I understand why he didn't want to want to give any names about it. You know, he he addressed it one-on-one with the players and then he addressed it with the team. You don't know if he um if he addressed it as far as like individual calling out individual players in front of the team, but he, he said he did call those players out uh, in one-on-one settings and they handled it internally. And, you know, I, from a media perspective, I would have preferred him to obviously name those guys that, that didn't play well, but I understand why he did it. He's a player's coach and you know, he's, he's not going to sell his guys out. So that made sense. I mean, I get it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I get it. But then it came to the point where he talked about the guys who threw punches against Clemson. And if you uh, if you follow me on Twitter or read the Tallahassee Democrat, I wrote an article today about what I think Florida State and Willie Taggart needed to do to 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 really rebound from this. Uh, the first thing was make a statement. And I felt like he needed to make a statement about the guys who threw punches. Nyquan Murray was ejected. Zaquantre White was ejected. Both were ejected for throwing punches against Clemson. And both were when Florida State was down big in the game. Um, You know... Throwing uh, throwing a punch in a a game is never, never acceptable. Ever. 
and Willie Taggart said that it was BS, it's what losers do, and that he was going to handle it. Well, them handling it was a half-game suspension, two quarters. That's that's what those players got. They got a two-quarter suspension again in C State. For a guy who's trying to change the culture of Florida State to one of accountability, that's ridiculous. They got two quarters for throwing punches and basically costing costing their team. Like Nike ones almost cost Florida State their first points of the game by losing 15 yards on a field goal attempt. And then Zaquandre White came off the sideline to do it. So it was it was it was completely I I I, I disagree with everything about that. Um, I said in the article that I think that both players should be suspended for the final four games of the year and should be on the scout team for the rest of that time. That way they could still practice with the team, but they, they're not allowed to play. Instead, it was two quarters. You know, it's, it's, it sends, in my opinion, it sends the wrong message about what um, what Willie Taggart's trying to build. He's he's talked all about changing the culture uh, at Florida State and trying to get a team first mentality. And yet, you know, when when he actually has a chance to enforce that and show guys, "Hey, we're trying to change things. We're trying to make things better. Um, we're trying to change the culture of Florida State football." He goes out and gives a half game suspension, a half for two players who threw punches in a game. I understand that throwing punches is not like it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing they could do, right? But when you have a culture right now that's broken like Florida State is and very, it is very much broken and you're trying to fix it, giving out a half game suspension is it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't send the right message for what Willie Tyrett's trying to bring. It was it was very it was very disappointing to hear that from him today, um, and you know, I, it, there's nothing like what it like. What what type of punishment is that? I mean, that that's, it's a half. They get to play against NC State, both of them. You know, how exactly is that a punishment? They don't get to play the first half. They get to play the second. I mean, it's basically you're you're making it the equivalent of targeting. And while I don't like the targeting rule, you're making the you're making it the equivalent of targeting. Throwing a punch in a college football game is the equivalent of targeting, according to Willie Tiger. That's that's basically what we're seeing right now. It's it's it wasn't a strong enough message. Maybe what I had in mind was a little too strong, you know. But damn, he, he had an opportunity to make that statement that this is unacceptable. This is not how you conduct yourself as a member of the Florida State football team. And he gave them a half. I, I mean that, that that really doesn't. I mean it doesn't even do anything. You know, I mean at least make it a full game where they don't even get to travel up to uh, to Raleigh. You know, make make an example. Instead, they're both going to travel to Raleigh, and both of them are going to play in the second half. It's, I don't know. I I completely disagree with that from Coach Taggart. Um, you know, I thought he's done a a good job of. You know, trying to rebuild the culture and leading up and leading up to this point, but I think that he he made a wrong he made the wrong decision here. Um, I think it was a poor decision. I think I've stressed that enough. I think that it should have been it should have been much more than it was, and I think that it, he wasted an opportunity to make a statement to this team. Um, 
and, and that, that Florida State isn't going to tolerate things like this. And I, I get that, you know, s- certain players, like Alabama's Raquan Davis, threw punches in the Missouri game, he missed a half. This isn't Alabama. This is a pro- that program, the players hold each other accountable. The coaches hold the, hold the players accountable. Like, there, there's, there's a complete difference between what Alabama is doing culturally and what Florida State is doing culturally. Willie Taggart needed to send that message, and he did it. And I, you know, I was very disappointed in uh, in Taggart for that. Um, we're going to continue on with the with the press conference and what I what I thought. Uh, you know, I, I thought Willie Taggart kind of he he, he didn't make uh, he didn't make the right statements um, in the rest of the press conference as well. I'm going to get into that in the second segment. We're going to talk about some injuries and maybe where things go from there in the uh, in the third segment, but. Before we get into that, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capitalized, no spaces, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into the second segment. Um, something, Something else that rubbed me the wrong way from from Willie's press conference was he was asked which players stood out to him as guys that is as, as guys that played all 60 minutes that went out and played hard guys like Brian Burns and Marvin Wilson and Dontavious Jackson before he got hurt Morian Terry Treshawn Harrison Keyshawn Helton you know guys that went out and laid it all on the line when Florida State was down 49 to you know, down 49 or, or 56 or whatever it was. I mean, he had an opportunity to praise those guys and set those guys up and say, hey, these are the guys we want you to be. These are the guys that you should be following. And instead, he took the route of not wanting to name guys. He, he said, you know, there's, there's too many to name. I don't want to leave anybody out. That's a cop-out. That is a straight-up cop-out. Name those guys. You know, praising those guys doesn't do anything detrimental to your program. It, it, it points it out to the, to the people within your program that, hey, we're paying attention. We know who's playing hard. Here's the guys that are playing hard, and we're going to praise those guys. That's what he should have done. I mean, you don't have to name them all. You could say that there were a few other guys, you know, at, at the end of it, but you praise the guys who really stood out to you that gave effort. You know everything they had on the field, despite being down by 49 at the end of the game. A guy like Marvin Wilson, he did praise Marvin Wilson. He was asked specifically about Marvin Wilson, um, and he praised him, saying, "That's the guy that you want to look at, uh, and and that's the guy that we you know embodies what we want the Florida State program to be." That's great. There are more than one of those guys. Say that. Say that Brian Burns worked his tail off in the game and gave everything he had. 
Say that guy like Dontavious Jackson did as well before he got injured. You know, Tamora and Terry, say that you, you saw the effort when he was blocking downfield on Keyshawn Helton's touchdown run. Say you saw the effort from Treshawn Harrison, who ran past Keyshawn to try and get in front of a blocker or a defender so we could block for Keyshawn Helton 70 yards downfield. Say that. It's, I mean, it, it was a cop-out not to say those names. Not to praise those guys for for giving that effort. I mean, there wasn't a lot of praise to give across the board for Florida State, but effort from those guys isn't one of them. You praise that effort. That's the culture you're trying to build. That's what you're trying to do for this program. You know, it. it you know, I I can understand not naming the names of the guys that didn't that that quit. You know, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to blacklist those guys. You don't want to. You know, Willie's a player's coach. He's not going to do that. But there is absolutely nothing bad about naming the guys who played well, who played their tail off, and went out there and hit somebody and did it for a full 60 minutes. There's nothing bad about that. There's no way that anybody is going to take anything bad about that. And I, I just, I completely disagree with with him taking the cop out and, you know, and, and not naming those guys. It was... Is very disappointing from him. I thought he could have. I thought he could have handled this press conference a lot better than he did. Um, it just that that one in particular when he wouldn't he wouldn't name the guys who did well. You know that's. I, I think that I think that was that was bad. Um, on his part, I think he should have he should have named those guys. You know because you want you want to point out who's playing well. You know. He, you mention guys who make big plays all the time. He does it all the time in his press conference. Like he talked about he talked about Brian Burns, but he talks about the guys who make plays all the time. Why can't you talk about the guys who played with effort in one game? You know, from from beginning to end, there were there were there were guys who played hard the entire game, and you could see it. And when you go back and watch the film, it's evident that there were certain players that played hard. You know, like Marvin Wilson and Brian Burns. Asante Samuel Jr. You could see the effort there. The guys who were playing from from the moment the game started until the moment it ended, despite the score. And he had a chance to praise those guys and put those guys up and say, these are the guys that we want you to follow. These are the guys that embody Florida State football, the Florida State football that we want to be a part of. And he didn't do it. Instead, he just gave some, you know, just random cop-out statement that I don't want to name those guys because there are too many. Um, there, there are too many to name. There weren't too many to name. Like the guys that played played their tails off the entire game. There were very few of those. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I completely dis- disagree with that. Um, but. There were some other things that uh, that Coach Taggart said. He he discussed the injuries. Robert Cooper and Nasir Upshur will be out for Florida State's game against North Carolina State. Uh, Dontavious Jackson, Stanford Samuels, DeAndre Francois, and there was one more. Oh, uh, Levanta Taylor are all day to day right now. Um, and Taggart was asked if DeAndre Francois cannot practice this week and still play. And he said, basically, if he doesn't practice, he's not going to play. So we'll see tomorrow if DeAndre Francois is out there practicing. We'll have to wait and see that. Um, I don't know that he will be. 
which means that we probably could see James Blackman start his first game of the season um, against NC State on the road. So it was actually interesting. It was also his first start last season against NC State, and he played pretty pretty well for for a true freshman making his first career start. Um, but this is going to be a little different situation, and you know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how DeAndre does. Um, but gonna in the that'll be all for for this segment. In the third segment, we're going to talk a little bit about what Florida State, what else Florida State needs to do following the Clemson game to to right the ship. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the third segment, but before I get into that, are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see Florida State win? And Sling TV is, is your best choice for watching college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, the ACC Network is probably going to be on there when it comes out, and many, many more channels. There's But there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And you can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. So sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to Sling dot com forward slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g dot com forward slash l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n so never miss the big game because you're fighting with cable sign up for sling tv that'll um thank you for for sticking with me as we head into this third segment um yeah i've said my piece on the press conference for today and i why i thought willie taggart to didn't handle it very well. I'm going to talk about some things that I think Taggart needs to do in order for for Florida State to for for Florida State to be better going forward. Right there, there are certain things that that they need to handle. Um, the first thing is is that you play the guys. You know the guys that that I mentioned, the youth movement. You play Keyshawn Helton. You play Trayshawn Harrison. You play Asante Samuel Jr., who's been fantastic. I mean, he might be Florida State's best overall corner right now. Um, you know, with Levante Taylor being injured and not playing well, and Kyle Myers not playing well, and you know, you've got AJ Litton, uh, another true freshman. You, you know, you play the young guys. You you take it and you prepare them for the future. You know, it doesn't help you. To have a bunch of guys who are going to be who aren't giving it their all in the upper class play when you need to prepare the younger guys for you know for next season. You know, at this point, this this is basically a lost year. Florida State has to find two more wins to get to bowl eligibility. They play three ranked teams in that match in that in that time. One of them is not in, uh, NC State this weekend, and they're a seven and a half point dog at NC State. They're going to be. They're not going to be favored for any game the rest of the year. Now, Florida State could find a way to win two games, but we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Um, but you still need to start preparing those younger guys for what they're going to see at this at this level. You know, you, you really haven't had those games this year. I mean, Wake Forest is the only one where you could get the younger guys in and play them um, significant minutes. I mean, I guess you could against Clemson because you had to because nobody else was playing hard, but. I think you know. I think guys like Keith Gavin and Nyquan Murray shouldn't be playing anymore. You know, play the young guys who are actually going to go out there and give it their all and and go out and make plays. At this point, what do those guys bring that the younger guys don't? Especially with you know DeAndre Francois locking in on Nyquan Murray consistently 
to the point where he's excluding all the other wide receivers, you know, and Tamori and Terry has to go yell at him about it on the sideline. I mean, that's where we are right now. But what well, I also said that uh, Florida State needs to go to James Blackman just to see what he has. I mean, we don't know how he's going to play in a game in this system. You know, maybe he he turns it on when the lights come on. Or maybe he, he plays well in a game. Maybe he's not playing particularly well in practice, but maybe he turns it on in a game. You don't know what you have. And if you're going to need that guy in your program you know, going forward, you know, it, it's unclear if DeAndre Francois is going to come back. And if you have to play, you know, if, if you have to play James Blackman, who has five total passes this season, it's, I mean, what, what's the point? So I think Florida State needs to make the quarterback change just to see what James Blackman has in this offense. That's not saying that I think it's going to be any better. I do actually think it'll be better. But, you know, that's, it's not to say that that's a guarantee. But you need to find out what you have with James Blackman in this type of game, you know, in, in this system. You've seen what he, what he can do as a true freshman in 2017. It wasn't great, but he's coming back another year. He's in an entirely different system. You don't know how he's going to handle it. You can see it in practice, but there's a completely different you know, it's it's completely different from practice to a game, and it's just you, I think Florida State needs to find out what he has. But Florida State's going to have to uh, <clears throat> going to have to figure some things out as far as where uh, as far as where they want to go. Is this season a lost cause at this point, or do do you, does Willie Taggart believe that he can win you know, two of the next? four games and get to a bowl game. And even then, it's do you want to prepare your team for what's going to happen in the future? I think Florida State needs to be playing the long game with Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart needs to be playing the long game, um, preparing his team and the young players for what they're going to see on the field and preparing for 2019. This season obviously hasn't been going great. You obviously don't give up on the season, but you know, with the guys playing playing hard and going, you know, getting after it. Is it really that much worse than playing them over guys who aren't caring? You know, who 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 don't care at this point. I I don't think so. Um, you know, I'd like to see what some of the young guys have in extended playing time. Guys like Dennis Briggs, who has only played a couple of snaps in one game, and he played well in those snaps. Guys like Xavier Peters, play him. Let's see what they got. You know. <clears throat> Florida State's got uh, got to answer some questions. They got to figure some things out, and it's going to be tough, you know, tough for Florida State to find two more wins in the season. But it's basically, at least in my opinion, I think Florida State needs to go and start playing the younger guys. They need to they need to start preparing for 2019, and I don't think it's going to drop off that much if you play, say, Treshawn Harrison more instead of Nyquan Murray. I know Nyquan Murray is Florida State's leading wide receiver, but getting the ball in Treshawn Harrison's hands is uh, is a good idea. I mean, you've seen what he can do. You saw what he did in that touchdown against Wake Forest. He, he's a guy that needs more reps with the ball in his hand. A guy like Keyshawn Helton, you saw what he can do. He had his first 100-yard receiving game and a touchdown against Clemson. It, granted, it was all in uh, in garbage time, but still the effort was there. You know, play those guys. I mean, play them. What's the worst that's going to happen? You lose? You're probably going to lose anyway. I mean, you're, you're Florida State's uh, a seven-point underdog, seven and a half. You're more than a touchdown underdog on the road at NC State. You're not supposed to win with what you have. Change it up. 
And Taggart said there were going to be changes. There are going to be changes, uh, maybe not listed on the depth chart, but there's going to be changes from who plays on um, on Saturday against NC State. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has in mind for that. Um, maybe it's maybe it's more than than what uh, what he said in his press conference. We'll have to wait and see. But I think uh, there's going to be some changes against NC State, and I, for one, am looking forward to it because I do think Florida State needs to change something because what they're doing on the field isn't uh, isn't getting the job done. I think that starts with changing the quarterbacks, James Blackman. The team loves him. They they I mean they will play for him. And you saw you know just in in the limited um, time you could see him play against that against Clemson, you could see that he has a pretty good idea of how this offense is going to work. I mean, that play where Helton, where he had to roll out of the pocket, step up into the pocket, then find a hole, kept his eyes downfield and hit Helton, who then took off for 73 yards in the touchdown. You know, that's a play we've not seen from DeAndre Francois this year. He hasn't made those plays. He's not stepping up in the pocket. So I think that, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting if James Blackman does get the start against North Carolina State for uh, for what that means for the future, because I do think he's the better option at quarterback, and I think that the the guys want to play for him. Um, but that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I really appreciate all of your support uh, through this season. I know it hasn't been easy being a Florida State fan this year, but we're going to get through it. It's almost basketball season, and Florida State basketball should be pretty good. Um, we'll We'll talk more about that later. I'm going to go watch Florida State's uh, basketball team play in their second scrimmage, the Aubrey Boyd, the Aubrey Boyd game on Thursday, starting at 7 p.m. I'll talk, I'll talk more about uh, more about that on the podcast later next week before Florida State takes on, uh, Florida State takes on Florida to open up the season, but. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Seminoles podcast. If you enjoyed it, and I hope you did, go to your favorite podcast website. Give me a like, favorite, share, whatever you got to do. Let other people know that you enjoyed it. Uh, tell people about it. You know, The more support we get, the, uh, the better this thing's going to be. So I really appreciate all of your support, and I hope you have, uh, have a wonderful day.